welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 241. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're discussing Voyager's seventh season episodes, Body and Soul and Nightingale. Here we go. Body and Soul, Season 7, Episode 7, Production Code 255, Original Air Date, November 15th, 2000, Directed by Robert Duncan McNeil, Written by Eric Morris, Phyllis Strong, Mike Sussman, and Michael Taylor, Music Composed by Dennis McCarthy. Guest cast include Fritz Sperberg as Captain Rannick, Megan Gallagher as Lieutenant Jaron, David Starwalt as Captain Two, and Marva Hicks as Holographic Tapel. <laughs> Aboard the Delta Flyer, Seven, the Doctor, and Ensign Kim are intercepted by a ship from the Lorican species. The Lorican's captain, Rankin, accuses the Doctor of being a photonic insurgent and threatens to decompile his program. Rankin has his men board the Delta Flyer, but they only find Seven and Kim. The two are captured and taken to the Lorcan brig. There, Seven secretly re- reveals to Kim that she is really the Doctor. Seven having allowed him to download his program into her Borg implants. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Seven downloaded my program into her cybernetic matrix. An interesting sensation, to say the least. And now you're in control of Seven's body? Total control, it seems. What about Seven? Is she all right? I scanned her before the aliens came aboard. Physiologically, she's fine. Adam, kick us off on body and soul. Overall, this is a very fun episode. It's fun to see Jerry Ryan um, mimic the doctor. She mimics his mannerisms, his tone of voice, his facial expressions. Um, it had to be a lot of fun for um, her to do this because, you know, Seven is a very monolithic kind of close to Vulcan type character. So this probably got to allow her to play and have fun and um, improvise and just um, go all out. Um, so from that point of view, this episode is very, it's very fun to see her, her play the doctor, be the doctor, obviously she's the doctor in this and, and, and do that. And, um, that was a lot of fun in the episode Um, the plot wise of the episode. I mean, I, it's kind of weak, but that's to me, that's not what's good about this episode. It's the performance that she does. Um, the banter between her and the doctor when she's talking about how he violated her, you know, and obviously Seeing Seven indulge in alcohol and cheesecake and all these sort of things, knowing that it's the Doctor, it's um, it's a fun play on this. It's not, it's not something that's necessarily original. We've seen um characters um switch bodies before. It's obviously a, a pretty f- familiar thing in science fiction and other genres. So it's nothing new, but I guess it, it's still fun because um um of Jerry Ryan's performance. Yeah, even the gender swap turned about intruder everybody's favorite episode of the original series <laughs> um no the episode isn't good but shatner is so great in it uh you know here i jerry ryan is just so she's fantastic doing her little picardo impersonation i mean she's really good mm-hmm. um you can tell she was really like studying him to do it um but it does feel a little bit like they just had this cool idea oh the the doctor's matrix goes into her her cybernetic bits or whatever and then she's the doctor that was like the cool idea and then the story they wrote around around it and then maybe that was not so great but you know it's fine but jerry ryan is just so great that she just sells it for me uh steve your first thoughts 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's 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 her doing what she's doing and how and how great she is doing it, and it makes it fun and it's funny and so forth. But yeah, otherwise it's kind of a little bit like um, those episodes we talked about that feel like a uh, hodgepodge or just combination of little things we've seen before in treks. You know, you've got she's uh, you know the they're stuck someplace they're having to get somebody drunk or distracted or whatever while someone else does something meanwhile a b story that's just kind of thrown in there that's a common element we've seen before and it's kind of fun too you know it, it's all those things that, that make it feel like it's fine but it's 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 just kind of a the, the plot stuff is just kind of a retread of of stuff stuff we've seen before but there's there's very little originality in the actual yeah. story and um and like like we've said before, credit to jerry if she didn't pull this off this episode would be terrible but she's so great in it it's it's fun to watch you know some of the lines do make me chuckle um i like the bit when she's eating the food and loving it and kim's like they're prison rations <laughs> my, my uniform probably tastes better or something <laughs> like that the I'm never, i've never met a woman like you before you know what was it? one of the do- one of the, I think it's the one of the doctor's last lines. I, there are many women who would appreciate you. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's some there's some there's some funny writing in here. It's funny. The kind of B story with Tuvok and his going through Ponfar doesn't feel funny. If it's supposed to be funny, I guess I missed that. But like this doesn't feel like a looking for Parmok in all the wrong places because we're we're cutting back to this serious storyline with Tuvok, to, for me. It doesn't feel like a Trials and Tribulations kind of thing. You know, it doesn't feel like just an all-out romp, because we've always got this serious thing going on, too. Well, and also, the, it's a retread of what they'd already done, you know, the holodeck and that kind of cure. You know, we've kind of already seen that. With, what is the other Vulcan's name on the ship? Oh, on Voyager. He already went through pump fire and he was right, like right. going after uh, Bolana uh, and they Vork tried to do yeah, forks. Yeah. So they've actually already done this on Voyager. So it's kind of like, okay. I mean, I kind of like, um, you know, the interactions between Paris and Tuvok, but again, there's nothing particularly uh, monumental or new in that either. I mean, it's the, you know, confiding in somebody and someone helping him out and all this kind of thing, you know, but yeah. In my notes that I wrote, I, I referred to, her slash him as Dr. Seven. <laughs> that's, that's what I knew mm-hmm. who I was talking about. Yeah, there's a cute little ending there with Seven uh, wanting to share a meal with the doctor yeah, by yeah. like describing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. Sounds like we don't have much to say about this episode. Um, she's great. It's funny enough. It was, it, was, it was one of those ones where it took me a while to kind of remember it. You know, which is all, which is usually not a good sign. It's like, and I see why now. You know, oh, it's, it's just this, it just has one fun idea that's memorable. But other than that, it's, you know, it's fine. If you like the show Voyager, I think you, one would like this episode, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good, good, good performances all around. Well, I hate to move on so quickly, um, but what's it about? Um, what I kind of took for it, it's, well, first of all, you know, what uh, experiencing new things, obviously, you know, for the first time um, can possibly may lead you to overindulge. It's also um, appreciating um, kind of what you have. And this kind of goes 
seven, you know, she, you know, the doctor points out that she has all these abilities like taste buds and she doesn't, um, she doesn't fully experience them. And so like you just mentioned a second ago, Brian, you know, the, the nice meal at the end of the episode. And, you know, she, you know, as we see with seven, you know, a little bit more of her humanity comes out every, every second in the show. And um, in this episode, she starts to kind of, I think she begins to appreciate. It's about appreciating the things that you can do, the things that you have and being able to enjoy them. It's kind of what I took from it. Um, I don't know how strong those themes are, but that's what, I, that's what I came up with. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That's that those are things you can latch onto as to what it could be they're trying to say. And I think like so often is the case, if I think what would make it better is to focus more on those kinds of things. I mean, I think they had a lot of good moments and it was fun, but if somehow they have found, found more ways to incorporate that notion that, um, I mean, th- like you said, the moment, the moment at the end was good and it did kind of encapsulate that. It's like, okay, let's share an experience. And, but that idea of, um, you know, not taking for granted what you, what you ha- have, <clears throat> excuse me, what you have and sharing that together. I mean, I think they, if they built more on that, it might've been a little bit better and not so kind of a generic of an episode. Yeah. We didn't, I mean, there's, there's, I guess there's the bits with the photonic fugitive or whatever. But again, all that we've seen all that. It feels like we've seen it all. So I don't feel like we're shortchanging this episode. I just feel like there isn't much to talk about beyond Jerry's great Picardo impersonation. And yeah, they kind of, yeah, like you said, they do kind of drop some things in there that are like, like the things we see that are, are, are brought more to light in other episodes, like the photonic issue and that there are obviously there are races that have issues with them. And also um, Kim, which is funny, they have this back to back with the next one, you know, with obviously Kim trying to come more to the forefront with his leadership, but it's obviously that's a, a bigger theme in the next one. But. Well, and, and Kim with seven. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, let's do six degrees for body and soul. Adam, are you going first or second? Um, I'll go first. Megan Gallagher plays Jaren, the woman that assists Dr. Seven with a massage. She previously played an army nurse at Roswell in DS9's Little Green Men. In what year does that episode take place? Roswell? I should say them. Yeah, right. Um, Little Green Men, Roswell. What year? I'm doing the math in my head. Um, 2000? The episode takes place in the year 2000? No, I thought you were right. I'm talking about what... I'm I'm sorry, I confused. I thought you were asking when the episode aired. In what year does that episode take place? Oh, okay. So, like, what... um, Was that 1947? Yes, sir. Steve, Fritz Sperberg plays Rannick, the man that's never met a woman like Dr. Seven. He previously played at Jem'Hadar in the episode Tough Little Ship on DS9. Was that season two, four, or six? Hmm. Gosh. Was it six? Yes, sir. It was six. One to one. Moving on. Nightingale, season seven, episode eight. Production code 256. Original air date, November 22nd, 2000. Directed by LeVar Burton, story by Robert Letterman and Dave Long, teleplay by Andre Bormanis, music composed by David Bell. Guest cast include Ron Glass as Loken, Manu Interami as Icheb, Beverly Leach as Dela, Paul F. O'Brien as Jeral, Scott Miles as Tarek, Alan Brooks as Anari Commander, Bob Rudd as Brell, and Andre Sterling as Anari crew member. Voyager sets down on a planet for a major maintenance overhaul. While away teams and shuttles are sent in search of supplies, 
Kim, Seven, and Neelix aboard the Delta Flyer become caught in the crossfire between a Kalari and Anari and Anari ships. The Kalar captain asks the Flyer's help as they are on a humanitarian mission, while the Anari continue their attack, even after Kim contacts them. Kim orders the Flyer to protect the Kalar vessel, which causes the Anari to retreat. Kim and Neelix transport to the Kanorial ship and find most of the command crew, including the captain, now dead. I know I can do this, and the Kralor are giving me a chance to prove it. I expect you back before we complete our repairs. Yes, ma'am. Steve, get us going on Nightingale. Yeah, so, um, again, with this one back-to-back with the one prior, it feels like we're kind of warming up to the notion that Kim is really trying to bring himself to the forefront and show his leadership skills and so on. I do like seeing that it's he. they, they acknowledge the fact that this guy is an instant after you know, six and a half, seven years, whatever it is. And he's trying to do something and they're also trying to do something more with his character. So I like that idea. Um, I, I don't, I, I think overall I've kind of, I'm, I kind of feel it's kind of dry. The a story. I, 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 uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, but you kind of see it coming. Um, and it also doesn't make Kim look particularly good because here he is in the leadership role and then he kind of gets duped in a way. And then when they turn it around saying, well, I am going to be your leader. And they're like, Oh yes, let's go. You know, that, that feels a little artificial to me, I guess it's not bad, but, um, really I kind of, uh, I keep wanting to see more of the B story. I think I'm a, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a Echeb fan or a fan of that actor or something, but I really, I really enjoy it. That's that stuff. There's a lot of fun moments with him scanning <laughs> Torres as they're in the tube or whatever. And he's trying to ascertain what she's feeling and this kind of stuff. I enjoy that stuff, but um, overall, I mean, I think the A story, it's, it's fine. I like that they do something with Kim, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel I find it com- uh, particularly compelling, I guess. Adam. Um, yeah, for the most part, I definitely agree with Steve. I was, um, you know, the first third of the episode, I'm kind of compelled by it. You know, it's kind of cool. They're doing something with Kim. He gets his command. Um, <laughs> these, these two episodes back to back with Kim on the shuttle with seven, it's kind of, it feels repetitory and they might have, the season's kind of suffered. They kind of maybe should have ordered episodes differently. But anyway, so they're on the shuttle and he wants to be command. And you kind of feel that. It's like, hey, I want to roll. I want to pick a roll at seven years in. I, you know, I want to raise. It's kind of what what he wants. And we all get that. And then and then about, I guess, a third of the way or halfway through, it gets kind of hokey. You kind of feel bad for Kim. You know, he's moving stuff onto the the ready room of the ship. It's like, what you know, kind of like, what are you doing? Even Seven's like, what are you doing here? And then he's overcompensating. And um, it to me, it's almost like, you know, you the first part of the episode, you feel like, dude, you're Kim's ready. He's 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 good to go. And then he gets into it, and you're just like, dude, you're not ready to do this. And like what Steve said, you know, they have a mutiny, and then you know, two minutes later, all is well. It just, I end up, I kind of ended up feeling bad for Kim and his character by the end of this episode because it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess he's gonna learn from this and move on. And that's kind of. It's kind of what we've gotten from the character Kim this you know this all these years. It's kind of like um, kind of like he's become the new cast. It's like they're not really sure what to do with him, and um, it's it's too bad because I like him and he's he's good, but you know it's he kind of suffers from the poor writing. Um, and like Steve, I was kind of more interested in the B story. I kind of felt like you know you know they had their little breakup scene there, him and Bellana and um, engineering, and I actually kind of wanted more more of that. I wanted to see him in Paris race. That would have been fun. I was like, 
I was a little bit more interested in the B story by that time because I kind of felt bad for Kim in the A story. Well, there's like this fundamental thing where the whole time it just kind of feels weird that Kim is because he immediately helps these people without knowing anything about them. There's really no indication. I mean, clearly one ship is firing on the other, but that's kind of it. You know, that's not enough of a, a that's not enough information to take sides. For all you know, he's, he's helping like. You know, I don't know Hitler on that little ship. He how how would he know? There's nothing right. And then later, uh, as he finds more information, and, and it still never feels clear to me. It's it never feels clear that these are the people that he should be helping. You know, which just makes it all feel a little bit off. It makes him seem a little bit wrong. Even at the end, oh, they're. We need the cloak. It, sh- it shows them like going into this, onto their planet or whatever. Even in, at the end, there it's still not clear. There's nothing. Nothing has happened to make it clear. These are the good guys and these are the bad guys, and you should be helping the good guys. Never. That makes it always feel weird. Yeah, it's like one day he just woke up and decided I'm going to do something that's uh, very risky and you know show that I'm willing to do something rash and crazy and, and then he goes and does it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel it's forced. natural. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole episode feels forced. Even when he's, when he's like on the ship as captain and he's like micromanaging people and kind of being an a-hole, it doesn't feel like Kim. It feels like he's being an a-hole just so that they can have this bit of drama. So they can have something they can resolve, but that yeah. doesn't seem like he would be that way. Yeah. You know? All that said, so so I mean, I think it 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 makes for a not so great episode, but I do I do like him, uh, Garrett, as an actor, and I think that he's good as Kim. And this, there are a couple of moments where it's cool to see him, especially kind of kind of closer to the to the beginning, yeah. But uh, where when he's kind of in charge, and it's and it's kind of cool. You're like, he could totally do it, right? But yeah, like you said, then by the end, I think personally, I think that once he decided, once he said, well, I have to leave because this is not a humanitarian thing. I think that was the right decision. I think Seven talks him into staying and it makes him look, and he looks bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? what, what, what I didn't understand, they were talking about getting an escape pod. Why didn't they have a, sh- I thought, wouldn't they have to have a shuttle to come back to Voyager? I didn't quite. Yeah, understand. I didn't understand that either. Like, what was the plan all along for them to return? Because I, I assumed the the Delta flyer was in the. Or they had some the other shuttle or whatever. Shuttle again, yeah, yeah, something. But <laughs> guess not. Yeah, that confused me. I had that written down. I'm like, oh, how are they going to get back? I guess because they had. I guess they had to have that point where it's like, well, we're going back, so they had to have a reason for a mutiny. So that's like, let's just kind of forget about them getting back you know because otherwise they would have been like all right you're on your own we're on we're taking off i i did enjoy the um the b story it, you know it's it is funny and i agree too i i like manu in Yami or whatever his name is and i'm not sure we've really seen him paired up with torres at all so that was fun it was different the other thing that, that makes this episode feel weak to me is it doesn't have much of it, it doesn't even seem like it has an ending it just kind of stops doesn't feel like it has an ending to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Kim not being able to decide what he wants for dinner. Yeah, that doesn't seem like an ending. Yeah, you're Brian. You're right. I was kind of, you know, I didn't really remember this episode all that well because I was kind of thinking, well, I'm like, all right, well, Voyager obviously is not friends with the, these guys anymore. Maybe they come to this new planet and they get there. They, the, yeah, there's no like even kind of like benefit. Yeah, I mean, with with the end with the ending that this episode has, are we saying that Kim learned nothing? 
that nobody changed anyway in any way in this episode? Because then what's the point? Yeah, because he seemed worse off at the end than he did at the beginning. Because he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he can't decide what he wants. I'm not ready to be a captain, but someday, you know, it's toward command or whatever. It's yeah. But it does, it does have its moments. I don't, I don't hate this episode, but it does have a lot. It it has more moments that are jarring and don't work than do. But it does have some good moments, and it does have some moments that work. I think this, um, like I, said, I think this episode also suffers a little bit from the fact that we've had a good string. We've had a good, you know, number of um, episodes in a row where we've all kind of really enjoyed them, um, and then we kind of get to one that's kind of flat, and it's kind of like, mm, mm. well, yeah, we had a podcast just two or three episodes back where it was like, wow, all three of these episodes are good. Yeah, you know, and it was such a pleasant thing. Uh, what is this episode about? Um, I think they're trying to talk about coming into your own, maturing, and um, finding your place and who you are. Um, I don't think that comes off very well in this episode. I think that's what they were trying to do. I don't think they achieved that. Um, Brian or Steve, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd have trouble really pinning down something for this. Um, I mean, I suppose the A and B story both have in common that it's kind of a uh, um a, a cutesy kind of fail moment. I don't know, <laughs> you know, in a way. I mean, they both, uh, you know, Kim is kind of like, oh, I guess I'm not a leader after all. Wah, wah, wah. And then you have uh, each have in the same boat with him trying to have a romantic relationship. But that's about, that's you know, the only thing in common. And it's not, it's not particularly inspiring. I mean, it's, it's amusing, but it's, it's kind of tragic in the case of Kim and it doesn't really go anywhere. So I don't know if they really It'd been nice to see him have some some kind of success and learning experience that made it feel like he's really knows what he's going to do better next time and that it's going to work. But I agree, it just kind of the episode just kind of dwindles and dies at the end, and so I don't know if they really had a a handle on where they were going with it. Yeah, Echep actually, you know, he comes away pretty good. You know, he, he breaks up with Taurus. He feels confident about himself. He did the right thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's not about reality it's about it's about your confidence and perception of it i guess in his case i think he's yeah. all right much better than kim yeah well taurus let it go i mean she could have been like dude no but yeah she let him let him have that win all right let's do six degrees for nightingale our score is one to one steve are you going first or second i'll go first ron glass plays loken you had to see this question coming the the cloak developing scientist that asked him to be his captain name the character he played on joss whedon's genre bending classic sci-fi show firefly that we all love so much including the movie serenity oh my gosh um he's one of those interesting characters where like his name is sort of who he is and what he does too yeah 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 um when he's on the tip of my tongue, I'm afraid I'm not going to quite get it right. Um, thing, shoot, something like preacher or something. That is very close, but uh, it is not close enough. Yeah, Adam. Well, let's see. I was going to say preacher too. So, um, Padre. I know that's not right. Shepherd book. Shepherd. He was the shepherd. I need to rewatch that sometime. Yeah, I, I rewatched it a few months ago. That's one of the reasons I heard. Um, it's so great. It's so dang good. Adam, is Man is this Manu Interayamis or Interayamis? Interayamis? Yep. Final appearance as Echeb. Is this his final appearance as Echeb? No. Correct. 
Adam takes it for the day, two to one. That'd be kind of a lame way to. Well, I mean, said he walked out on top. He broke up with Bolana. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. <laughs> um, I have not had a chance to watch the latest Picard. Um, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna do that right after <laughs> right after we finish our <laughs> our podcast tonight. But not much news going on. It I did. It did seem like just what's the Cavalier and Clay guy's name? Michael. Uh, what is it? Chaban, Chabon, Shabon, Shabon, right? Sure, yeah. One of those little like Twitter type interviews or whatever it is he does, where he just answers some questions. If I read it right, it sounds like he's saying they're not going to do any more short treks right now. Oh, okay. I didn't um, see that maybe yet. I misread that, but that's what it sounded like. Certainly, nothing between Picard and Discovery season three. Yeah, they're going to lose out on about 50 bucks then for me. <laughs> uh, maybe they found more people are like me, and I'm like, I like the short treks a lot, but I'm not paying you $10 a month for them, so mm-hmm. I just, I watched them all the day before Picard. I signed up and then watched them all the day before Picard. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just got them with, uh, when I purchased the seasons. Uh, I don't think you got them all. Well, not yet. Oh, will, yeah. No, I mean, no, they didn't even include... All the ones that existed at the time. Remember, like the, for example, the Blu-ray box set only has like two of, like two or three of the shorts. I have, all, have four. all that's missing too. Oh, you have all four on what you? Yeah, purchased? I got all four on when I buy it on iTunes. Hmm. Okay. There are four of them, right? That's how many I got. I remember. Yeah, before. last time around, I believe that's right. And then how many were there this time? Hmm, more than that. Yeah. Um Feels like six or something, but I don't recall. I think I liked these. The newer ones more than the first batch. Mm-hmm. They were certainly more fun and right, right. Anyway, so let's kind of there. There, there was one with Tilly and um, the weird chick that disappeared. There was the future. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one. first batch we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the future one, and then um, Mud. What was the other mm-hmm. one? Um, oh, it was um, beyond that homework that. I can't remember his name. The Saru, yeah. Saru's homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have all. If those are all the four from the first batch, yeah, I have all those. Yep, yep. Cool. I am going to some kind of a pop up or something where, like, an art show with the Trek Corps had an article about a couple things going on in LA. Some kind of a art pop up with a store or something next weekend for Star Trek. That sounds fun. They're also doing a Picard. Like the the cast and some of the producers are going to be at Paley Fest, which I've gone to before, but they're doing it the night before the final episode airs. Hmm. Like, what? No, I'm not going to go listen to them talk the night before the final episode. Hmm. I'm going to either be restricted the whole time, or I'm going to hear a spoiler I don't want to hear. So it'd be worth it. Just do what it episode? one day later. <laughs> doing it that night. I don't know. Yeah. Or at least they should they should like play it or something and then do their they can come out and spoil, I don't know. Well, Brian, so, they may not even have it. South by Southwest got canceled. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that's a good point. So actually. you may get your wish, Brian, in a weird way. Um. All right. So not a lot going on. Uh. Obviously, it's a shorter episode than usual since we only discussed two episodes. But the advantage is that means in two weeks when we come back, we can do uh the two parter without breaking it up. Um, and I'm guessing we're going to talk about that as one, probably, but we'll figure that out. So 
thank you for spending an hour with us. We're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next three episodes of Star Trek Voyager. And until then, you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash trekcompanion. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Leave us a review on iTunes. That's how people find us. We love and appreciate that very much. And we love and appreciate you, dear listeners. Uh, Wash your hands. (laughs) Stay safe. And join us again in two weeks. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. Stefan, I passed it.